Good news, people. The M2 Moringa drink is currently on sale for $25 a bottle, which is a roughly half price. So go to the show notes below and go to the website and order yourself some. Seriously going to change your life. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again. Welcome to episode 41. Okay, so this episode, we're going to have a little cup of tea and a little chat about how you tell people I told you so without actually telling people I told you so. Now, why is this important in sales? Because you can't tell people what to do and you can't actually say, I told you so when they don't do what you asked them to do and they've missed out. The best way to manage this is to actually let them miss out and they will come back. And then, you know, once they have missed out on something and somebody else has purchased something that they couldn't get their hands on because they didn't move their hands fast enough, you know, they're going to work it out themselves. There's no need for you to say, you need to move your hands or you're going to miss out. You need to just let them work it out. It gives you a really pushy, aggressive mannerism if you're constantly saying, if you don't act now, if you don't sign here, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you're going to miss out. And then they miss out and you go, I told you so. You want to say all of those things without saying them. And what again, what's the best way to do this is to let them miss out. So I'll give you an example of what I do. So I've got an investor at the moment and they have been trying to get their hands on an investment property and we found one, we went through the process, they dragged their feet, we had the contracts issued, it went out via DocuSign, they ummed and they ahed and they kept ringing me and they kept saying, you know, uh, can you get a better price? Can we do better than the contract price? I'm like, no, this is it. We're at rock bottom. I've done my very best. You have to pay this price. If you don't buy it, then, you know, that's okay. But, you know, they never really said to me, is anyone else looking at it? But the fact of the matter, other people were. So I let the baby have its bottle and I just let it run its course. And then I decided that they'd had enough time and I'd sent the contracts via DocuSign for them to sign it and I voided the contract. I didn't say anything to them. I just kind of voided it because I knew there were other buyers sniffing around. It took them three days to call me, which surprised me because it's a little bit of that reverse psychology I'm talking about. Often when you do that, when you take something away from somebody, then they come towards you. It's like that push-pull methodology we use with horses when you drive them away and you turn your back on them they come straight up to you and they put their head on your shoulder it's a bit like that with sales that might be why I kind of have a good affiliation with sales because I work with horses all the time and it's the same same uh, psychology to it so anyway they did take three days to come back to me and when they did they said why did you void the contract and I'm like well I just figured you guys weren't interested anymore and you didn't want to proceed so I've just taking the contract out of play. The next question is, is somebody else buying it? And I'm like, look, I'd have to check with the developer to see if it's still available, but I'll get back to you on that. And I said, did you want to, did you want me to reactivate the contract? And they said, well, look, let us know if it's still there. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So long story short, there's another contract in play and I let them know this, it's not signed yet. It's usually first in best dressed. They were so anxious to sign the contract. They're like, resend it, send it through again. We want to sign it. They spent three weeks mucking around and never signed it. 
and now they've got a bit of competition. So they like we clearly will run the risk of losing this property. And it was a good one. And I can't do anything other than say, look, we had an opportunity and you missed out because you didn't move your hands. But I, what I mustn't say is I told you so. I told you three weeks ago, if you hadn't signed the contract, someone else is going to buy it because it's a good property, it's a good price, it's a no-brainer. I can't say those things and you can't do that. You can't pressure people in. But what's going to happen next time if these people do miss out? You know, they've presented their contract now, they've got their hat in the ring, but I can't guarantee they're going to get the sale. So if they come up again with another option and they want to go to contract, I can guarantee you this particular client, when I say to them, this is a good property, um, they're going to move their hands. And you just have to do that sometimes. You just have to push people away to bring them back to you. The same psychology with the horses, drive, drive away, and they come back. And it's kind of reverse psychology and it's kind of the push-pull methodology. But, you know, you don't, what you can't do, it's like with horses as well, I'm going to use the analogy, you know, if, you, if you're rough with them, if you're aggressive with them, you're not going to get anywhere with them. And that's the same with people. You know, if you're holding a big weapon and you're cracking it and you're scaring them, then they're not going to come anywhere near you. And that's the same with sales. If you're pushing people and cracking the weapon, saying you must and you have to or you're going to miss out, um, yeah, you will just keep driving them further away. So, yeah, it's all about having enough people in the kitty too, in the pool of people you're talking to that when this particular buyer misses out, the guy behind them or the girl behind them is the one that missed out last time and you can sweep them in. So you're just turning them over and saying, right, okay, you have enough people that the next guy who buys is the guy that missed out last time. It doesn't hurt people to miss out. It actually conditions them to be better clients for you. And don't think you have to do the sale with every single client because that's when you start to look desperate. That's when you're going to have commission breath. When you're hounding that that customer and saying, oh, you have to buy it, you have to buy it, um, your time is running out, oh, my goodness, we've got da, da. You, and, and When you go into that panic mode and you sound and look desperate, then, you know, it's going to backfire on you. What can I say? It'll backfire. You're pushing too hard. Let them miss out. And you can have I told you so written all over your face when they miss something that's absolutely, you know, a first-class deal. But you mustn't say that. You must not say I told you so. Well, you didn't listen to me last time. Are you going to move your hands this time? You can't do that. <laughs> you cannot be that person. Don't write them off either because you've done a lot of the work. You've done the hard work now. They've missed out on something. They're coming back to you the second time and they're going to listen to you. So let them miss out. It's just a psychology to sales where you haven't pushed it, but someone else is going to win out of the situation, right? Because somebody's going to buy the property and they're going to be like, wow, I should have done that. So many of the clients I speak to say, oh my goodness, I should have bought that. And I'm like, yes, that would have been a great buy. And guess what? It's doubled in price since we had it listed off the plan. Uh, mic drop. And, you know, people just go, oh. But what happens next? You get another project off the plan and you say, hey, I've got this new project 
these things, the capital growth is going to be good. Uh, you know, you should, you should really have a look at this and not keep handing them. I mean, I'm tenacious. In fact, I used to say I'm the most annoying agent on the planet because I would just ring people and follow up and do all the things that the other agents weren't doing. But at no point was I, did I have commission breath and I was saying, oh, you must buy from me. It was more about ringing them and saying, g'day, how are you going? Do you need anything else? What are you doing with it? You know, and, and I never put the pressure on for them to move their hands. It was more about just those touch points where I just let them know I was still there. And when they, you know, the next time you ring them, you can say, hey, how are you going? I'm just ringing up to say g'day and, oh, by the way, we sold that property. And you let them know that they missed out. And that's another good way to have a touch point with someone is when you tell them that I told you so <laughs> by ringing in saying, guess what, just wanted to let you know that property did end up selling, that buyer's going to make a lot of money out of that property. Or, you know, those tenants are, did you know the increases are at CPI? They're going to be at 6% next time they have a review. Whatever you've got, you just, you can't, you are giving them all the information around why not listening to you was a bad idea. And the next time you have something to sell them and you call them, what do you think they're going to do? Yep, let's go. They move their hands. I want to talk a little bit about the reverse psychology thing too. You know, it's, I don't know if I've mentioned this in another podcast, but, you know, when somebody is, you know, waiting for, you're waiting for a response from them about an offer and they're not doing anything and they're sitting and they're procrastinating, you know they're kicking it around, take it away from them. Like I did with avoiding the contract on DocuSign. Take it away and watch them come back. So you can do that in multiple ways. You can text them and you can say, um, I'm just making the assumption that you're not interested anymore. I wanted to wish you the best of luck with your property uh, endeavors and uh, let me know if you need any more commercial properties in the future, something like that. And it can't doesn't even have to be that long. It could be something. It depends how well you know the person and how long you've been chatting. Like, um, yeah, I'm even something as short as um, – I get it, you're out, no problems, have a good life. <laughs> That's probably a bit, bit bit blunt, but you know what I'm saying. You need to give everything up front and when you're not getting the reaction, take everything away again. You can do it in an email. Just take the offer away and lock it up so that they don't have anywhere to go with it other than come back and beg for it. That's where that's the position you want them in. Take it all away. Then they come back. If they if they're fifty percent in, you can get them over the line. If they were never going to buy it in the first place, that just lets them off the hook, and you, you'll sort them out. You'll sort the weed out from the chaff super fast. But if you've got someone sitting on the fence and they need just to be pushed onto your side. Taking something away from them will do the trick. It's a reverse psychology. I taught my husband how to do it. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about this in another podcast, but I don't know. I'm getting up to, what, episode 40. This is episode 41. So the long and the short of it is there is a psychology to sales and you can't 
force people to do anything they don't want to do, just like you can't force a 500-kilo horse to do something it doesn't want to do. You have to – it's not manipulation. It's just careful management and not being aggressive and not having commission breath and not driving something so hard you drive it away. You want to be drawing the deals towards you and making it you making yourself approachable and making it easy for them to miss out and then harder for them the second time because you've got I told you so written all over your face and you you know you don't want to be selling people bad investments or bad properties anyway and whatever you're selling them coca-cola vacuum cleaners don't sell something you don't believe in Firstly, you're going to make your life really hard because if you don't love something, you're not going to be able to sell it very well because what you'll be saying and what you the energy you'll be releasing when you're telling them to buy something that you don't actually believe in yourself will be the opposite. So you'll be saying something, but the vibe will be different. And it's very, very hard to convince somebody to buy something you don't love yourself. So... I only ever list properties I completely believe in, investments that I know are going to make my clients money with good tenants that are easy to lease in a good location. Like there's so many tick boxes. But once I've passed all those tick boxes, it's easy for me to say to my clients, take it or leave it. I don't care because someone else is going to buy it without actually saying that. And they get to know you and they get to know that you only sell quality and when you say go they go so you get a whole bunch of clients after that who are buying stuff from you because once upon a time they missed out but now they believe you because they trust you because you know then they know you're selling something you believe in yourself and that's really the the key make sure you're selling something you love be authentic don't be desperate Provide them the opportunity, let them miss out, say I told you so without saying I told you so and get them on the next one. Really simple. Really simple. Sales 101. But that's it. I've got probably not much more to say about that. So that's a wrap for episode 41. My name's Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. So keep selling hard and say I told you so without saying I told you so and smash that glass ceiling. This episode was brought to you by M2 Moringa. Now, this drink is seriously awesome. It's got vitamin A, calcium, potassium, iron. I've been podcasting for about a year now, and I started taking M2 before that. Now, if you want to go through, and you can prove me wrong, but I have not had the flu since I started taking this. So there's not one episode where I'm sniffing. There's not one episode where I'm coughing. There's not one episode I've had to miss recording because I've been sick, because I seriously have not been sick. And I don't take anything else now. I only take the M2. That's why I'm raving about it. And I'm iron deficient normally, and I have not been since I've started taking it. So check out the show notes below. Grab yourself a bottle. It's the it's a very, very, very pleasant way to get your vitamin hit. So yeah, empty moringa, the miracle tree, the miracle plant, the miracle drink.